0: Hi, I'm Misha Chakrabarty, and welcome to Dream Awakening. Today, I'll be speaking with Molly Powell about her dreams to have a healing center in a ranch in the mountains. There, she hopes to create a space where people can find peace through Reiki, massage, meditation, and counseling, and that they can reconnect with themselves and the world in the natural setting surrounded by fauna and flora. Molly is a licensed massage therapist and certified Reiki practitioner based out of Silverthorne, Colorado. She started her business, Mollify Massage in 2017. Mollify Massage is now evolving into Mollify Mind, Body, Spirit to encompass a more energetic approach to her practice. Instead of a brick and mortar studio, she provides her services in her client's homes, short-term lodging, and businesses across the beautiful Colorado Rocky Mountains. In 2011, Molly graduated from University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign with a bachelor's degree in psychology. She chose psychology because of her passion for mental health and helping others. She was unsure of what exactly she wanted to do with this degree, so she worked in the service industry for a couple of years in Chicago. After a visit to Colorado in 2013, Molly fell in love with the state. She decided to uproot and make the move to Colorado Springs there. She found a position with the chiropractors office that involved facilitating the interactive metronome alternative therapy, a drug free therapy that helps ADHD Parkinson's disease and more. To her surprise, working for a chiropractor sparked her interest in bodywork. Her knack for massage led her back to Chicago and complete her massage therapy certification at the Cordova Institute. While in school, she landed a spa coordinator position at the coveted Cowshed Spa at the Soho House Hotel. She used this as an opportunity to practice with the career therapists wherever she could while completing her education. With the endorsement of her colleagues, she was offered a full-time massage therapist position upon her licensure. For the next three years, she honed her skills, working on celebrities, locals, and even expectant mothers. As amazing as this position was, Molly still longed to go back to the mountains in Colorado. Some challenging life events in 2017 gave her the push for change that she needed. She set her sights on Breckenridge, Colorado, and everything fell into place. From housing to a job, it all lined up for her. Since making the move, Molly steered away from the spa industry and found a market for in-home massage. She also became Reiki 2 certified and can't wait to become a Reiki a master Reiki practitioner. Through building her website and doing her own marketing, she has acquired a solid client base as well as celebrity and high-end group gigs. The pandemic gave her an opportunity to take a break, reset, and assess her goals. Now she sets her sights on the upcoming winter season, a busy time in the mountains. She'll be relaunching with new services to offer and a focus on a luxury experience. Today, we'll be hearing more about her dreams, her journey, her feelings, and the ups and downs along the way. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Molly Powell. Hi, Molly, how are you? How are you feeling today? I'm great.
1: How are you doing, Misha?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, even better now that you're here. So, thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm really excited to to talk with you today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super stoked.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Well, I'm just going to dive right in and just ask the big question. Um, so, Molly, what are your dreams?
1: So, I have my small dreams that lead up to my big dream. So, I'm going to start with my overarching big dream. Which Mm -hmm. is to have um, a healing center and a healing space. Um, And what that would look like is um, like a ranch where I would have a lot of different animals, like llamas, chickens, goats, maybe small horses, um, that people can interact with and find healing with these animals, um, while also offering um, services like reiki, massage, um, maybe outsourced counseling. You know, the sky's the limit. Maybe meditation classes, um, whatever kind of platform I can use that involves healing that uh, would help people um, within this kind of natural space, along with the animals. So that's kind of like my overarching dream. Um, I live in the mountains now. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. So I definitely want uh, to have this space in the mountains, um, somewhere where people can really connect with nature um, and just be at peace with the beauty of what's surrounding them. Um, but leading up to that, uh, I am planning on continuing my in-home massage business, um, growing that, um, attracting more luxury clients. Um, I live in an area where there's a lot of affluence. Um, so, you know, last year I was able to do, um, a group, uh, massage gig for a celebrity client and it was just super awesome to like have that status, um, somebody of that status as a client and to connect with them. Um, So I want to keep pursuing those types of groups um, while also still serving the local community here because they definitely need um, the healing and the massage as well. Um, And then within the next two years to kind of get onto that, um, the animal goal, uh, I plan on getting uh, a couple of llamas. My boyfriend and I are looking at um, homes where we can get some land, like at least an acre or two, um, and we would start with a couple of llamas. Start doing like backpacking tours with them, um, but I want the tours to feel really like connected with nature. If people, mm-hmm. um, like I want people to come, wanting to have that connection and also maybe using nature to heal, teaching people about like the healing properties of nature, um, and the llamas having them there to help people feel calm and safe. And, um, you know, I just think it's such a unique way to guide people through nature. Um, And then hopefully, you know, organically conversations will happen with the people that we're guiding. um, And we can really connect on people at a soul level. Um, So I'm hoping to do that within the next couple of years while still doing massage. Um, and also progressing my Reiki practice too. So I'm currently Reiki two certified. I wanna become master Reiki certified just to keep expanding um, that practice.
0: Wow, that, that <laughs> is beautiful, I have to say. Um, I think that so many people now are definitely starting to appreciate all of those things that you said about you know connecting with themselves, connecting with other people, finding peace wanting to be in nature now that we're in this time of so much chaos and also Mm -hmm. social distancing. I'm sure a lot of people would love to to find some kind of um, center in the mountains. So I think that that will definitely resonate with a lot of people. I did want to ask you a little bit about your journey to where you are today, because Mm -hmm. um, yes, now I think because of this, you know, this big change that has happened for the world people are starting to look inward in i think a way that they perhaps weren't before mm-hmm. and now they're starting to value um, their mental emotional spiritual health in a way that they that they haven't been but you've been on this journey for for quite some time mm-hmm. and i think that it is something that's still is somewhat con- unconventional in the US. So, mm-hmm. And you mentioned Reiki, which is definitely something that at least when I was growing up, um, I didn't hear too much about. And I remember whenever someone told me about it, um, at least in a lot of the, some of the more like, academic intellectual circles I was in, it was kind of kept at at arm's length. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about, have you always, you talked a lot about nature, have you always felt this connection to nature, this connection to, I don't know, this, um, I don't know, emotional, uh, spiritual, mind, body, wellness. um, Has this always been something that's been important to you or is this something that you discovered along the way?
1: I would say the nature connection has always been there. Um, I remember being a little girl living in the suburbs of Chicago where we had like forests near us. Um, And actually, there was one event where I got lost with a friend in the forest because we were just like (laughs) wandering around and pretending like we were fairies or we were explorers or whatever it was. Um, So I definitely have always like had that connection with nature. I used to fish with my dad a lot. Um, So that's always been there. And I think the, like the spiritual intuitiveness has been there too, but I didn't really realize what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And I grew up uh, with a Catholic family and, you know, had that kind of traditional Catholic upbringing as far as like first communion and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I saw religion, you know, I didn't realize how religion and like spirituality are so different. And, um, it wasn't, I would say until like high school when I started to realize like, oh, it's not just about the Bible, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: And like, I started to question things. I took religions class, um, and that kind of expanded my, my mind, you know, learning about Hinduism and Buddhism and Judaism and all these different religions, um, that were different from Catholicism and frankly seemed less (laughs) confining and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I would say that's kind of when my mind started to expand a little bit more, um, surrounding spirituality. And, uh, but of course, you know, I, I was in college and in my twenties, I kind of steered away from it a little bit, you know, doing kind of the traditional going to college parties, drinking, partying, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I kind of lost my way a little bit. Um, but now that I've found massage, um, you know, just been through different life events, I feel like I've realized how important it is to have that be a part of my life. Um, And I started to see certain, like signs, um, certain um, manifestations, things like that, like when I started to see things start to synchronize for me. um, Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like okay, like somebody, like something else is looking out for me, you know, like all those moments, those really difficult moments that you think you won't make it through, um, or moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I could have just gotten hit by that car. And like, Mm -hmm. something was protecting me, you know, having those moments and just being more awake to them. And I think massage has definitely brought that on a bit more, um, uh, has just really like strengthened my spirituality and made me look at things differently, you know, versus like when I was 10 years old, just Mm -hmm. thinking that Catholicism was the way and that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. I think um, there are so many valuable things that you that you just talked about now. And I love what you said about, you know, learning to listen for these moments where um, where things are manifesting or where the universe is trying to tell you something or they're looking out for you. Um, Did you... Um, did you feel kind of that connection or that awareness most of your life or do you feel that maybe um, you were more aware of that because of these moments of connection with nature when you were younger or um, even Catholicism um, yeah how do you how do you feel um, that that you were able to become more able to kind of listen to the world around you and, and see these moments as they came up in life?
1: Um, so I will say, um, first of all, I feel like it's important to share that, like, one of the first moments where I felt that connection super strongly um, was when I lost my dad, which was when I was 15 years old. And mm. the day that he passed away, not knowing that he had passed away yet, I, I called my mom sick. Like I was at school and I was like, I don't feel well. My stomach feels horrible. I wow. just want to go home. And my mom had literally just found out that my dad had passed away. So like wow. that right there was my moment of, oh my gosh, like there's some some sort of connection, you know, like mm-hmm. I had no idea what had happened. And the fact that I called my mom, like with that kind of timing, I was like, whoa, you know, like that's wow. that's crazy. And I feel like that was that moment where, um, it really opened like my mind to that like okay there's mm-hmm. something that i'm not seeing but it's there and like this energy and i felt that and i was connected somehow like you know mm-hmm. in my 15 year old mind i i was able to at least somehow conceptualize like that that, that there was something more going on um mm-hmm. and i'm sorry what was like the second po- point of your question as far as <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I honestly forgot because I was so moved by what you oh. said. <laughs> I have to say, I thank you so much for sharing that because I know that that was really um, that was really difficult. Um, i I actually have to say in my in my own personal experiences, um, I've been doing yoga for a number of years now, and now I definitely feel kind of a connection between my emotions and kind of how I feel spiritually and what Mm -hmm. is manifesting in my body and it sounds like that was kind of one of your first experiences with that you had that connection with Mm -hmm. your father Um, and can you talk a little bit about you know your journey into um, into everything with massage and this mind body soul connection um, Mm -hmm. as a result of that or in that moment with your dad did you kind of already feel like you wanted to do something more um I don't know in focused on on that type of healing and connection or is that something that kind of woke you up in in a way but you didn't necessarily know how it would drive your sense of purpose
1: I think it definitely pushed me um more towards like wanting to help people and i I'm often called the mom by friends. Like mm-hmm. even when I was in high school, one of my friends like got really drunk and the other friends she was with called me cause they didn't know what to do. And like, I was the mm-hmm. one that like took control and took care of the situation. And I've always just kind of been that person, you know, in, mm-hmm. in people's life that like wants to be there in those tough moments um, and be there to like handle things and take care of people. Um, so I definitely feel Um, like that's always been a part of me, but my father's passing, um, he actually took his own life. So that definitely pushed me towards like the mental health aspect. And Uh that really opened me up to like, Oh my gosh, like there's this whole, just this whole study of like human behavior. And I, I got, I, I like to have some scientific basis for people's behavior, which is why I eventually mm-hmm. majored in psychology. And I think in that moment, like, it helped me kind of understand why somebody, you know, let alone my dad would do something like that, was to, like, find the answer of human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, what's going on in the brain that causes someone to do that? Like, what are the things that lead up to the events that lead up to, you know, have somebody make that decision for themselves, like all of that. So the fact that it was like a mental health issue, I think really like opened me up even more to the fact like, okay, well, I'm already somebody who likes to take care of people and likes to be that, you know, kind of grounding source for people. And I realized that there's such a need for, you know, those who are in mental health crisis. So I feel like all those things combined really like pushed me into psychology. Um, But then Mm -hmm. I I really didn't know what to do with psychology. I just found it interesting, honestly. Like when I was, Mm -hmm. I jumped around majors and I took a psychology class and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be studying. Like, this is what I find interesting. And, um, but I think it wasn't enough for me because I did have that underlying kind of like spiritual need and maybe I didn't even Mm -hmm. realize that's what it was at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, me deciding to eventually go into massage and just kind of like landing upon massage because I was working for a chiropractor. That's th- those are the moments where I feel like, you know, to your other, um, question, like those are the moments that I feel that like spiritual, like synchronicity happened. And I realized mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that this lined up for me. Um, and that it was like placed into my life for a reason. And it really put that, like that mental health, and that helping of others and the fact that I'm, oh, I'm actually like good at massage. I I realized that like, oh, this is a way that I can help people on a physical level. Um, But it's also, you know, has so much uh, spiritual aspect to it as well. I mean, when you're massaging people, it's not just, oh, your back hurts. And that's it. You know, usually, Mm -hmm. like you said, things start to manifest in your body. And that's where, you know, we carry our stress in different places. And, yeah, so it's just really interesting how like all of those things unfolded, and how they connected, and yeah, how I am where I am today.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh that's beautiful, Molly. Um, <laughs> I have to say, actually, for for many years, I got a a regular massage, and um, I have to say, my journey to find a masseuse. I don't think I realized this at the time, but I. I tried, I think, five or six different masseuses, Mm -hmm. and the the masseuse that he ended up landing on, um, I think, as you said, you were talking about kind of, you were interested in psychology because you wanted to understand, um, you wanted to understand kind of what was going through your father's mind and heart at the time, Mm -hmm. but then you felt somehow that something was missing and you wanted kind of a deeper spiritual component. Um, I think I, uh, subconsciously I was looking for a masseuse who was doing that because she then I said so so Randy what do you do when you massage me and she says oh I use this 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 and I also do energy work and I didn't realize that but I was looking for someone to kind of heal me energetically at the time so mm-hmm. I think that um, just like what you said that's that's a big part of massage whether, whether we're aware of it or not so I love that I love that you mentioned that um, yeah is that, is that something that you kind of, um, I don't know that you, um, that you always think about when, when you do massage?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, especially as I've been more in tune, um, because of Reiki, um, I realize like little wisdoms, I guess, or messages will pop up while I'm massaging somebody. So I might not necessarily Mm. even go in with the intention of like I'm going to include energetic healing on this person um, mm-hmm. because I think the person who I'm working on needs to like give me their permission for that um, mm-hmm. you know but sometimes things still come up um, like for instance um, this, per- this client I was massaging who was there just for a massage Um, I'm massaging him, you know, my mind's wandering. And all of a sudden I get like this idea that a dog recently passed away. Um, But I don't, um, this is something that I've actually worked on in my practice. And I continue to work on is, do I bring this Mm. up with this person? Do I ask them about Mm. it? Is it coming up because I'm supposed to ask them about it? Um, But again, Mm. there's that like permission thing. And I don't want to cross the boundary of like, ooh, are you, energetically like entering my space without my permission you know what I mean um so I didn't say anything to this client but when he went to pay me on um like on the app on his phone I noticed the background Mm -hmm. of his phone was a really old dog wow (laughs) so I was like okay that must have been something that like I was obviously picking up on um Mm -hmm. I still you know I ended up not saying anything to him about it, but it was almost confirmation. Like, yeah, you Mm were on the right track with this. Um, So it is something that can come up with people. Um, And, and now I've learned like the language of if that, if something like that happens with somebody who didn't ask for Reiki, I can Mm -hmm. say, so I also practice Reiki and, Mm -hmm. you know, something came through during our session. And do you want to know about it? Mm -hmm. So I can offer it up to them because um, sometimes like I'll get, you know, some like miscarriage, like the word miscarriage will pop up with a woman. And obviously I don't mm. want to bring that up if right. she's not, you know, maybe she doesn't even realize like that the tension here was because of that, or maybe it happened years ago, or, you know, you never know what their story is. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely want to be respectful of their space, but um, it's really difficult, you know, giving these stories, like it's really difficult to separate the two, but there's definitely like, if somebody wants Reiki and massage, there's more of an intention to it. Um, Mm. and that session is going to look differently than just somebody that wants a massage. But, um, you can, I mean, some people you can pick up on it right away just based on their posture. Um, Mm or just their energy, you know, you, you walk in to meet this person and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I feel so sad all of a sudden? Or yeah, why do I feel so drained all of a sudden? So it's, it's always going to be a component, but it just kind of depends on, you know, what the needs of the client are and how open they are to that, um, kind of thing too. Cause some people like have no, mm-hmm idea about any kind of energy healing. Right, they're, yeah. They're not open to it. They just want to get a massage and feel good. Like they might think I'm a whack job for bringing this stuff up, but <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely find that um I don't know, in my experience just like with people in life that um you kind of, you know, when you say anything to them or you have an experience with them, you kind of um you, you only can get through to them on, on their level. Or right. I don't know, mayb- maybe you say something. I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes um, someone will say something to me and I'll register somehow that it's important. I won't like fully understand it at the time, but I'll know somehow like this is important. And then years later, I'll have this revelation of like, <laughs> oh, that's what that's about. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the time with like, um, um, in your experience with kind of massage and Reiki Um, maybe the person isn't, maybe the person doesn't know that they want this, but ultimately like they, their, their body and their soul really wants that. But if they're not ready, I guess it's, I guess it's not the right time. Um, so I think what, what you're talking about is this kind of intuitive sense of the person that you're working with and learning how to gauge these things. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's something extremely valuable, kind of developing this intuition, especially kind of in, um a society that's so kind of analytical mm-hmm. and intellectual and kind of fact based. Um, can you talk a little bit about more about your journey to develop your intuition and kind of awareness of yourself and kind of the world around you and and kind of in, in the in the kind of a society where maybe someone does think you're whack job. Like how <laughs> how do you how do you kind of stay true to that 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 this thing that's important to you in in that environment?
1: So now I'm at the point, um, and this is something that my Reiki teacher like preached to us where it's like, who cares if they think you're crazy. And like Mm -hmm. you said, maybe you say this to them, say, give them a message that comes up and they're like, what is she talking about? But like you said, you know, a week, a month, however, much longer later, some, somehow it clicks for them. Like, oh my gosh, that's what that message meant. So at this point, um, I feel confident enough that, you know, if I really feel the need to, like, tell somebody something like that, um, even if they think I'm crazy, whatever, they can think that I'm crazy. Um, but to get there, I think it's it's been a, a practice of, you know, doing Reiki on friends, um, people that I feel comfortable doing it on that are open to it that will give me honest feedback. Because um, really, like, a, a big block with it is uh, what you're going to say something to somebody and they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that does not relate to me at all. What are Mm -hmm. you talking about? Um, and then it kind of devalues. It makes you guess or question, um, your abilities. Um, so you know, that has helped a lot, just working on friends who I feel safe with, um, doing that kind of practice with, um, having meditation, be part of my practice, you know, just feeling really connected, um, more and more, I've been doing that on a regular basis, like grounding exercises, centering exercises, um, noticing those like synchronicities, um, and looking for those signs that I'm supported on a spiritual level, um, and also support from other people in this kind of community. Um, so I'm part mm-hmm. of a couple different Facebook groups where you know we talk about all of this spiritual awakening, um, related, uh, stuff and to see other people's stories and know like, okay, well, I'm not the only person who like has these types of intuitions or, um, who thinks this way, or, you know, like having that kind of support really like emboldens, um, my practice and makes me feel like my abilities aren't just made up in my mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just having those moments, um, with clients. And now that I've done Reiki on a few clients um, professionally and having like one of my clients cried because of what I told her. And it was just something that like I intuitively felt I needed to say to her. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I I had told her something along the lines of like, I feel like you are like crawling your way out of something or Mm -hmm. like you're just scratching at, you know, just trying to crawl your way out. Something like that. Something about that. Like, Really just triggered something within her like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what it feels like. And she starts crying, like having those moments um, have really, you know, just giving me more gumption and um, mm-hmm. more confidence in that in- intuition um, mm-hmm. but still it's, it's still a practice. I still have days where I'm like, am I freaking crazy? <laughs> like, <laughs> Is this real? Is this all in my head? Uh, but I think, like I said, staying grounded, having that support. I also have a spiritual counselor, um, mm-hmm. and she's somebody almost like a mentor, someone that I look up to, um, you know, she's very active on social media. She has a lot of clients. She's somebody that does like gallery readings, um, mm-hmm. So she's not exactly like a psychic, I would say, but she's somebody that um, like gets messages from spirit guides and um, will like, you know, in a, in a group setting, which is what I experienced with her, she'll like point someone out and be like, you, I'm getting a message for you. And like just how mm-hmm. insanely accurate she is um, with her messages is, is pretty cool to watch. And that has also given me more reason to be like, yes, this is, this is real. Here's somebody who's doing this, um, in a really awesome way. And that's like how she's making her living. Um, you know, having that person to kind of look up to you has been huge as well. And to have her like coaching me and, um, counsel me has been invaluable.
0: I'm really happy to hear that you have, um, have all these different support systems, whether it's Kind of your spiritual guide whether it's this community and um that's also kind of why i want to have you on here today just because i think that so many of us especially you know in these times of social distancing where we can't be together physically it's really easy to feel alone or that mm-hmm. there's no one else like us or that you know this thing that we want we, we haven't seen anyone like us before so i can't you know have my um have my meditation center or my massage or Reiki center because I've never seen anyone who reminds me of me who's doing that. So um, I'm really happy that you have these support groups. And I really, I really think that, you know, you kind of sharing um, your story, I think hopefully that will make other people feel like connected as well and that Mm -hmm. like they can do it too. So um, I I think that that sharing these stories is so important. And I do think that even if, you know, even if you have um, experiences where you feel like, oh, I had this powerful experience with this person who I worked with and and they had like a very emotional reaction and they cried sometimes you you still have those moments of doubt so I think it is so important to to find ways to ground ourselves along along the journey. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about is kind of the idea of kind of making it or kind of reaching this <laughs> point where I think, especially in the U.S., there's this idea of success that a lot of the times I feel um, is very, maybe, arbitrary or based on certain expectations from, you know, society or other people. Um, So how do you, you kind of alluded to a lot of this along the way, but um, along this journey that with many ups and downs, um, where you you talked about kind of short-term and long-term goals, um, Mm -hmm. how do you feel kind of, a sense of maybe traction or maybe in moments where, oh, like, I don't, I'm not living in my spiritual center yet. Or (laughs) how, how do you, how do you kind of give yourself the motivation to keep going when, you know, you're in the midst of, for example, you said you're, you're in the midst of COVID and you can't really practice in the same way. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of stay connected to your purpose and stay kind of and keep going forward with this thing that matters to you in the face of of all these obstacles and and sometimes when it feels like you can't do anything
1: that's a good question I actually was struggling with it um throughout like you know I guess COVID happened like March was when we started a lockdown and Mm -hmm. um you know I went through that novel kind of oh I don't have to work and I have all this free Mm -hmm. time and what am I going to do and then as things, you know, as it started to sink in, my motivation just like went down the tubes. and mm-hmm. um, So I think it's important to embrace the moments where you don't feel motivated, um, mm-hmm. not to a point where you're obviously like uh, being destructive um, or things like that. But I think what I what has been super important for me is really leaning into the moments, where I am not motivated, and I, I have I feel like I'm not creative and, you know, just kind of like a, a mental block type of situation, instead of punishing myself and still trying to push through those moments and be like, well, you're gonna do this anyway, and mm-hmm. you know, not feel authentic about it because that's not what I want, you know, it's just not where my heart is in that moment. Um, and just allowing myself that space. Um, has been huge because um, then, you know, I feel like it, it comes in waves. Like, you're not going to be motivated all the time. You're not going to feel great all the time. You're not going to feel inspired all the time. And no matter what you do um, to try and inspire yourself, sometimes it's just like, well, maybe right now just isn't the moment for that. And, like, I was, pu- for example, I was pushing myself to make YouTube videos. Um, Mm -hmm. during like the time that i had time off and it's just like i did one um, but after that i just could not like i couldn't figure out what i wanted my next video to be about i wasn't feeling super excited about it um so -hmm. eventually i just let go of this idea that i was pushing on myself that you need to make youtube videos during this pandemic because you're not doing massage and what are you even doing? You know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really just like, I was like, okay, just give up the videos. Like they'll happen if they're meant to happen. Um, so I think those are the moments too where faith comes in mm, and mm-hmm. I remind myself of moments where I have taken chances, um, and things have lined up for me, you know, moving to Colorado was a huge, um, just a huge moment for me where everything lined up, my housing, my job and housing is incredibly hard to come by here. So the fact that I was able Mm -hmm. to like find a roommate, move in right away, get a job, like I just remind myself of those moments and that like strengthens my faith. And then I, um, lean into that faith too. So I think that's something even in this past year that I've, um, where I've really grown is just having faith that the universe has my back that I'm whatever I'm doing right now in this moment is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and um I'm gonna be my biggest critic I'm gonna put the most pressure on myself like Mm. nobody else is pressuring me to do these YouTube videos except me exactly (laughs) (laughs) but
0: somehow I'm like
1: conspiring it in my mind that yep um (laughs) Oh, other people are expecting this of you. Like no one, everyone is doing all kinds of stuff right now. And (laughs) no one knows what's going on right now. Like we're all just doing our best right now. So like letting that go, giving yourself grace and having faith. um, I think that's, that's been the key um, to my success um, to keep myself inspired and also to lean into the moments where I'm not feeling so inspired. Um, But I think too, like having that greater goal, like this whole healing ranch, um, healing space like retreat space um, that goal has been has been there for quite a while so I think keeping that um, as my focus and not telling myself it's crazy and like just t- saying if you keep putting in the work and you keep being patient you know it's it's going to line up for you just like these other things have lined up for
0: you. Yeah, I think (laughs) you just said so many important things um, right there, and especially what you said about not forcing yourself to create when you don't feel naturally moved to do so. That's something that I feel I've struggled with so much, and I think that that's something that's definitely a big part of um, U.S. culture. Like, a lot of the times we have, if you don't, at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing it, it's because you're not trying hard enough, and sometimes it's just because you just don't feel naturally moved to do that at all or you don't feel naturally moved to do that at that moment. And I had like similar experiences when I was doing stand-up comedy and I like forced myself to perform when I wasn't actually feeling moved to perform and I wasn't able to connect with the audience because they didn't want to be there. So (laughs) I think it is so important, everything that you said about kind of listening to yourself, being in touch with yourself, not only in terms of, you know, being able to work effectively with the clients that you have, but also kind of just, you know, just the way you go about the world. um, And ultimately what you said, where we're supposed to be doing what we feel moved to be doing in each moment. So I think, I think that's so important. I think a lot of the times our society values like really masculine values of kind of like brute force um, and charging ahead. (laughs) Exactly. When like these more more gentle kind of yin values are a lot of the times what kind of allow things to happen. And um, going back to that, you talked a lot about kind of having these motherly instincts um, Mm. and being kind of nurturing and and kind of everything that you do with kind of massage and Reiki and spirituality seems to be more connected with those values um Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit more about how you've been able to connect with that to to be able to kind of value that more and in kind of this society of like very kind of masculine doing culture
1: Yeah. So, um, that's actually something I've worked on with, um, the woman, the spiritual counselor I said, I've been working with where she explained it as like, I, my energy was really forward, which is that masculine energy. And, but like my hesitation and my, um, resistance was like backward. Um, Mm. and so I was somewhere stuck between the two. Um, and that, masculine energy was kind of competing with my more feminine energy that feels Mm -hmm. like oh I'm not like I don't want to take up too much space I um, just want to like chill back here and be calm Mm -hmm. and be loving and not like be aggressive Um, so it actually made me almost frozen and like I didn't you know I wanted to do all this stuff but then I felt like I didn't have the space to do it so working with her on Um, those grounding and centering exercises really helped a lot. Um, But also, I think, I think I, for a while, like resisted my sort of motherly side. um, Mm -hmm. Because I had friends that, you know, told me like, Oh, you're the mom. Uh, And I almost took it as like, um, an insult at the time Mm -hmm. when they would say that because I was thinking like, Oh, I'm not as fun as everybody else. Like, I'm always, I always have to be responsible for everyone. Um, Mm. And it, but it's just something that like innately, I can't help but be that person that's like, well, how is everyone getting home (laughs) and who's driving? And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so the more that I've just worked on, like making that, I've been saying it as as a positive thing about myself and as something Mm. that I love about myself. And I think even just speaking about it, like, oh yeah, I'm the mom of the group. Awesome. And just owning it. And like, you know, where would everybody be without having that, that friend that's the mom, just like you like would want to have the friend that is maybe the more laid back fun party or whatever, like everyone has their own dynamic. So who's to say that like me being that more maternal type um, figure is wrong, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. I was just looking at it in the wrong way or, in a way of like, I need to be more like that girl over there who's dancing on the table or (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. whatever it
1: is. (laughs) Um, but understanding like, no, it's, it's fine. Like there's a place for that girl. There's a place for me there's a place for, for everyone, you know, and, and just embracing the fact that like, okay, well, this is, this is who I am. And it's a, it's a positive thing. Like it's kept me out of trouble in a lot of ways. It's, um, allowed me to be dependable and responsible, which means that I am able to pay my bills on time and have a stable, you know, like all of those things that go along with, with being that person. Um, You know, so I feel like just, just embracing that. um, And also like that, you know, the, like you said, in the United States, that sort of like masculine energy is kind of dominating, especially right now. I feel like with who's in power in our country. (laughs) It's very Mm -hmm. obvious um, why like the patriarchy um, isn't working and how like having too much of that masculine energy is not okay. Um, So I feel like me owning my, my feminine energy and my maternal energy is going to hopefully trickle out and balance out um, all of sort of the really dominating um energies that are out there, um, and finding like just realizing too that there's strength in being calm and being loving, mm. um, and that that like brute force strength can only take you so far. So you need to have the strength and in, in love and um, yeah, putting that energy out there, especially right now, I think is super important. So. For all of those reasons I feel like I've been able to embrace it a lot more.
0: I'm I'm really happy to hear that. I think ultimately um, you know we're all different. We all have you know things that we're more naturally inclined to do. Um, We all have our own unique challenges and I think one of the most important things is to kind of accept and love ourselves as we are Mm -hmm. because if we don't then you know when when you're not who you are, kind of you're, it, it expresses itself, your frustration comes out in some way, whether you whether you want it to or not. And I think that um, so many of us uh, have some problem with with ourselves. Um, I mm-hmm. remember I was not okay with I didn't accept myself for being gay for the longest time, mm-hmm. and my frustration kind of escaped in other ways. And I think that you know accepting and and loving yourself for these maternal qualities is really important and it makes the world Well, I think the world is ultimately a better place when you know we we are who we truly are and when we allow ourselves to be Um, and also I think um, especially like what you said about being nurturing and being a mom I think um, that is just so valuable for for the world for for everyone I mean I'm, I live far away from, from my family and I miss my mom all the time. When something goes wrong, who do you call? You call your mom. So <laughs> I think those maternal qualities are so important. And I think that um, just the fact that they're not valued is really, um, it's, it's, it's not helpful for, for the world right now. So no. I'm really happy <laughs> that you're able to kind of come to a place where, where you accept and, and love yourself. I think that is so important. Thank you. Well, thank you. (laughs) That was nicely said. Well, you you said it first, Molly. I'm just just going off of you. Everything is is (laughs) you. Um, Another beautiful thing that you said that I want to come back to, because I think it is so important, especially in these dark times that we're living in, is you talked about having faith. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really connected to kind of everything that you were talking about with your intuition. and I, I remember you were kind of talking about, you know, earlier when you were younger, about your relationship with Catholicism and then kind of exploring all these other religions, and now you're on kind of more of a spiritual path. Um, can you talk about kind of your journey with with faith with kind of like a capital F and also like having faith <laughs> and how that has evolved throughout your your life and, and how you've gotten to this place of more connectedness?
1: Yeah. Um I think my faith was definitely shattered when my dad passed away. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I started to also see, like, um, someone that I dated in high school came from a very Catholic, devout Catholic family. And I Mm -hmm. started to see the cracks in Catholicism as I witnessed, like, how hypocritical they were as self-proclaimed Christians. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, that really, like, made me question things a lot. And it made me, um, you know, lose faith in 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 religion and just in general. Like, oh, if these people are so devout and so holy and all of that, then like, how are they saying such hateful things? Or how are they living in a way that like doesn't seem to align with all these things that they're preaching? Um, So I feel like that kind of cracked my faith um, quite a bit, and just that you know the fact that I lost my dad so young and. Um, I kind of went into that victim mode, I think, for, like, pretty much all of my 20s, almost, you know, like, I kind of had that angle of this happened to me. And, um, you know, life is all a struggle. And woe is me. And I had that mindset for so long. um, And I definitely wasn't exhibiting faith during that time. Um, So it wasn't until I was like, completely over myself and over the Mm. horrible decisions that I was making because I was in pain and because I was kind of rejecting faith. Um, it wasn't like one big aha moment, but I think it was just like one day I was just like, I'm done with myself. I'm done with this. Like I want to take more control over my life. I want to not party to avoid what I've been avoiding these feelings, Mm. like all this stuff. Um, so once I started to, once I decided to make that pivot in my life and really like take control and once I saw like how powerful that was I think was when my faith started to come back Um, and like oh you know the universe has been looking out for me this whole time I just haven't been really open to receiving it Mm. Um, and one of the the counselors I saw which I can't like I cannot vouch for therapy enough <laughs> for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but therapy was a huge shift for me. And my, my counselor was actually like, she was a massage therapist. She had kind of a spiritual element to her practice as well. Um, so seeing her and making that change and seeing how like the steps that she had given me really um, helped turn my life around. And um, that really strengthened my faith quite a bit. Um, and allowed me to be more open to something more spiritual that was again like outside of that whole catholic realm Um, you know I saw like oh here's somebody um, who is practicing um, faith and a spiritual practice in a different way that I haven't seen before Um, and, and it just really opened my mind to all of that so since then I mean I've definitely had moments of of doubt, you know, who doesn't, (laughs) we Mm. have our ups and downs, but I think since I made that sort of turning point of, um, like you said, looking inward and taking accountability for myself, that's when my faith really started to grow. And it, um, gave more accountability for myself too. Um, so yeah,
0: (laughs) I love that. Thanks. Yeah. I think, um, I think ultimately we all are on a journey to find meaning, but we, we often do it in very different ways and um kind of kind of like you said, like there are a lot of people, you know, who are like partying and drinking because they, they're trying so desperately to feel something. Mm-hmm. Um but I think what you said about therapy is, is so valuable. Um I have also gone to therapy and I really think that um I think as you said, like this person was also um I think you said doing other things with massage um, or, or Reiki. And I think that, you know, they're kind of all ways of telling us things that we know on some deeper level, but haven't, right. you know, realized on some other level. And I think that, you know, it's, it's so powerful in enabling us to kind of realize ourself in terms of our vocation, in terms of who we are, you know, you coming into just loving yourself for being more of like a mom type, for wanting to heal people, um, so I think um, the the journey inward is is so important in that. Um, and along the journey inward, and and thinking about having faith, I also want to talk about you. You were talking about kind of your big dreams and your smaller dreams, mm-hmm. and um, and in terms of having faith and staying, you know, on that journey, um, you talk about how it's really important to hold to hold that dear and also to to stay open to what the universe can bring to you Mm -hmm. um and i wanted to talk about kind of manifesting and dreaming big because i think especially for the generation after us for generation z and all the younger generations they grew up in such kind of a shattered world and i Mm -hmm. feel that they're kind of very disillusioned and i mean how can they not be with everything going on around us today um and i think it is you know, obviously we can't deny the reality that, that we're living in, Mm -hmm. but, um, how are you able to continue to kind of manifest and continue to dream big in this kind of broken world we're living in?
1: Um, really just a big part of it, honestly, is focusing on, um, gratitude. And I feel like it's, it's almost a cliche at this point. Um, cause a, a lot of, you know, spiritual related things. I follow podcasts, all of that. Like, I feel like gratitude is a big thing that people are just constantly like gratitude, 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 but you know, there's something to that. I think there's a reason why people are so big on, on preaching it. Um, especially right now, just whatever you can come up with that you're grateful for, even if it's like running water or food in the fridge or whatever it is. Um, I think like, keeping that attitude and making it almost second nature of like, this is what I'm grateful for today. Or like anytime your mind starts to go to that dark place of, um, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen with the world? Is it going to be World War Three? Like, are we about mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. is it going to be the apocalypse? Whatever. When your mind starts to go down that path, I think trying, like learning how to shift that mindset and making it more automatic of, okay, well, like, what can I control first of all? that's been a huge thing. Um, you know, it's, it's that, uh, what they say in AA, you know, accept the things that I cannot change and and that whole, that whole thing. Like, I think that's huge because once you realize this is what I'm in control of, this is what I'm grateful for. Like, this is what I can do with my life in my present moment. Um, you know, yes, there's going to be those fears and things that sink in as, you read the news as you see things happening, pop up on social media, but just having that underlying, um, uh, like energy just surrounding, um, everything that's going on, I think is extremely helpful. Um, and there are definitely moments where I find myself scrolling and I'm like, oh gosh, like what's going to happen next. What is mm-hmm. going to be the next headline? And, and usually that's, that's a moment for me to, um, step back into that place of gratitude, put my phone away, <laughs> mm-hmm. turn the news off. Um, I think that's, uh, especially with the younger generations. Um, I don't know if you saw the social dilemma. Uh,
0: oh, it keeps coming up. I need. I still need to watch it. Yes. Yeah, that's so on my list.
1: Definitely watch it. Um, I think for younger generations, it's super important to see that just to see how we can kind of be manipulated by everything mm-hmm. we're seeing on social media. Um, so having that awareness surrounding it and um, you know, getting into the habit of not like doom scrolling and, and doing all that, like making making new habits with that. I think um, that's a way to uh, be successful, to stay centered, um, to not get into that sort of catastrophizing um, mindset. Um, but yeah, letting, letting go, letting go of what you can't control, I think right now is the biggest thing. And also going back to faith, having faith that what you are doing in your own life is going to like ripple out and Mm -hmm. affect others and you know be the change (laughs) I feel like I'm quoting all these cliches but like being the change that you want to see in the world you never know like what your what Impact you have on somebody and how that can ripple out and affect others. So having faith that you like being your authentic, like you said, being your authentic self, um, being true to who you are and being as loving as you can, even to people who right now um, have been really nasty. I work in right now. I'm working at a coffee shop. That's what I've been Mm -hmm. doing instead of massage during the pandemic, like finding some (laughs) someplace within mm. me to be nice to those people that are in my face about their cappuccino that was messed up and mm. you know the people that you want to throw it at them and be like do you not realize what's happening in the world and you're being this that, mean about right? a cappuccino they,
0: <laughs> like where's their sense of perspective i think I'm, we have bigger problems here
1: exactly and i that's like privilege privilege in action right there like this is your biggest issue um but yeah like just really focusing on being loving towards those people and having faith that that energy, even if they're not ready to receive it, you know, Mm. you not engaging in that negativity and like adding fuel to the fire um, and knowing that you acted in an authentic way, no matter what your interaction um, I think that's, what's going to change things on a small level and hopefully on a bigger level and also keep people more sane and, um, keep people keep hope alive too. Um, cause I think all of that right now, it's definitely easy to fall into a spiral and think that everything is going wrong and <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no good in the world. Um, yeah. And curating yeah. positive things too. So if you are going to be scrolling, um, you know, there's algorithms and things involved. So like keep liking the happy dog videos or, keep, <laughs> you know, or snooze people like I've been snoozing people, um, curating what you want to see um, and not like clicking on everything that's about Trump or whatever is happening. Because that's you're just going to keep seeing more of that. And like the social dilemma goes into that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, really curating like what you're seeing in social media who's around you all of that I think is how we're going to be able to stay strong through all of this and hopefully mm-hmm. the younger generation can move through that too but I, I can't imagine like being a middle schooler right now no, <laughs> what oh that God. must be like Ugh.
0: yeah <laughs> no well, Molly you just you just shared so much wisdom right now I don't I kind of don't even know where to start <laughs> um but I I have to say I think that. Um, we, we've been talking a lot about faith, and I think it's, it's just so important in the times that we're living in. And I think um, kind of going to with faith and kind of who you are, um, you mentioned kind of connecting with these moments where you feel like you've been able to kind of share something beautiful with the world. And I think one of the wonderful things about what you do as a masseuse, as someone who does Reiki, as someone who has a, fear, a spiritual focus is you really do have uh, like a really nice direct relationship with people and you can kind of see the, the healing happen. You can see kind of the emotional reaction that people have. And I think that a lot of the times we think about kind of success as, oh, I have an album that sold 10,000 million copies or mm-hmm. I, have, um, I have a best-selling book or I'm going on a world tour or what have it. What have you, um, but I think um it sounds like you know, in those beautiful moments that you've had where you've had kind of a genuine connection with someone that you feel and that they feel kind of that's kind of your way of knowing, oh, like, I feel like I'm put on this world to really do something valuable. I am being the change that I want to see in the world. I am um, you know creating positive energy that that ripples out um do you kind of, I don't know, feel realized in those moments? And is, is that helping you stay, stay grounded in these times?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it's really nice when, when those moments happen. And actually recently, like a couple of weeks ago, when I was working at the coffee shop, um, this guy came in who, I've heard him on the radio, like our local radio mm. station here. And his name's cosmic Josh. And I remember Mm -hmm. like listening to his radio show and he was saying some profound stuff. And I was like, who is this guy on the radio? Like, (laughs) I can't believe he's saying, you know, he was saying very like spiritual type things, very profound things um, just on this alternative radio station. So anyway, a couple of weeks ago um, he came into the coffee shop. I didn't know it was him. Um, I'm taking his order and he's, I asked for his name and he's like, Josh, it's cosmic Josh. And I was like, cosmic Josh, I've heard you on the radio and I think you're awesome. And it's so crazy that we're meeting right now. And, um, so it's moments like that too, um, where you're not expecting this person, you're not expecting this interaction and like where the, you know, I feel the universe is saying like Mm -hmm. giving you a gift. Um, you know, it's those moments that happen that I really focus on too, or I'm just like, okay, this was definitely on purpose. And I think Mm. like, I trust that every person, um, that I come into contact with, like we're in contact for a reason, even if it's a brief moment, whether it's seen as a good or a bad experience. Um, I think, you know, you, all of these little moments add up to something. Right. And Mm. again, you never know how you're affecting people, but those types of moments where it's like, okay, Like, I cannot ignore this. Obviously, like, I remembered who you were. This person already stuck out to me on the radio. Um, And then the fact that, like, he walks in the coffee shop the day I'm working, and he's telling me he's Cosmic Josh. And then we, like, went into this whole conversation about Reiki, and he's telling me about Mm -hmm. his Reiki practice, and I didn't realize he did Reiki, like, all of this stuff. Um, So I think it's, like, those amazing moments and those connections that, um, yeah, I definitely... Uh, stay focused on um, that continue to keep my faith and I don't take those for granted at all Um, and I think once you start to like look at those moments as magical and conspiring for you like the more like you said like the more open you are to these things the Mm -hmm. more you can see them the more they start coming into your life Um, and it's it's truly amazing (laughs) when those connections happen Um, and that's that's like my jam
0: (laughs) I love that That, I think that is so beautiful and I think um I think a lot of the times people are kind of scared to open themselves up to well to pretty much anything (laughs) but um (laughs) but I think um you know, like, we talked about kind of therapy not being very prevalent in the U.S., so clearly people, a lot of the times, are scared of opening up emotionally, but yeah. really, as you as you pointed out, like, it is only through opening yourself up to things that you're allowing these things in. Like, if you're inside, in your house, um, in the middle of the day, and you have these blackout curtains, and they're all, like, closed, you're going to think that it's, it's all dark everywhere. Right. But it's only, like, once you kind of open the curtains that you can let the light stream into your home and for it to be filled with light. So I think a big part of it is really, you know, allowing ourselves to feel, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, allowing ourselves to like accept love. Um, And I I love the example that you talked about with the coffee shop because I think a lot of the times people think that, you know, these kind of magical, meaningful connections and this sense of faith. Maybe that's only for people who are, you know, religious, or for only for people who are actively engaged in some kind of spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you are kind of just, um, you know, living your life in maybe not a directly spiritual way, you can still have these beautiful moments. And I love the coffee shop example, because you still have a very kind of direct and regular connection with so many different people. Mm -hmm. And you still kind of feel their energy and you still have um, an impact on their lives in some way. Um, can you talk about any other kind of, I don't know, like mundane moments of connection where you where you felt that magic that maybe you weren't necessarily doing reiki or massage, but you, you felt that happen?
1: Ooh. I don't know if I can, off the top of my head. Because... I'm putting you on the spot. I, just I know.
0: Made, I, just, I asked a difficult question. <laughs> I'm also you just worst. came up with one that was so good. So I just... <laughs> um,
1: you know, I, I can't think of a specific one, but I will say um, something that I try to do is to find something that I can like, that's like a, that will open that door for a deeper moment with people. And it's like, they can either walk through that door or they can't, or they, Mm -hmm. you know, don't want to or whatever. And that's fine too. Um, so I think there are moments where, um, for instance, we get a lot of tourists. So moments where like, I notice somebody, uh, is from Chicago where Mm -hmm. I'm from, you know, they have a Cubs hat on or whatever it is. So I'll say like, Oh, Hey, like, do you live in Chicago? Are you just a Cubs fan? Yada, 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 And then, um, you know, normally that will turn into like a whole full blown conversation. Oh, you grew up in Glenview. I went to Northbrook. Oh, do you know? Mm -hmm. So-and-so, you know? So I think, um, those are like little moments of magic too. And, um, finding ways that you can like open that door with people, I think is, is pretty awesome. And like the fact that I can, have that ability to do that especially like where I work we've been super busy you know a lot of people are visiting up here um, just because they're working from home or like you said people are starting to like want to connect back to nature Um, Mm. so the fact that I have the um, that that it's available to me that these people from all walks of life are coming in and that it's almost it can almost be like a game sometimes of like what Mm. can I what can I focus on, or what can I notice about this person that might lead to them opening up and it's just it's almost like it's amazing too um if somebody comes in and they seem like unhappy or you know like i'm I've gotten very good at picking up on like people's energies, like whether mm. they're they seem sad or whatever, you know, people wear it on their face too, they even do. with masks yeah. on, you can see it in people's eyes. And that's like one of the cool things about the masks is that like, we're really engaging and looking at people's eyes. Cause mm-hmm. if you're not looking them in the eye, you're either like looking down and talking to them, which, you know, I don't want to do or whatever. So it's just very obvious. Um, I feel like that eye contact has been uh, even greater, like with the whole masking, but being able to, 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 Like, look at people, and if I see somebody who seems like super down or sad or whatever, uh, almost making it a challenge of like, well, is there something I can say or is there something Mm. I can find to connect with this person that maybe will shift their day? Because working at a coffee shop, I'm seeing people like right at the beginning of their day. Um, So you never know like the impact that you could have on somebody first, you know, maybe they woke up late or they're having whatever Mm. happened with their morning. (laughs) Or they're just having a tough, tough time. And if you can somehow like say or do something to like shift that, I think um, that can be, you never know. Again, you, you don't, know, you don't necessarily you know. see it, but you can trust like, oh, did I have a genuine interaction with this person? Yes. Like, cool. Then maybe something sunk in and um, maybe you had some sort of impact that you that is unforeseen. Um, so I think that's that's pretty
0: cool. I love that I think that's very cool um I also I love what you said about you know now that that we're all wearing masks you kind of look people in the eyes more and you you focus Mm -hmm. on their eyes and and it's almost like we have this barrier to connection that in a way also kind of opens the door for a deeper connection Mm -hmm. and um I'm sure there are lots of people who are you know quarantined stuck at home and when they come into a coffee shop maybe it's like one of the only places they're able to you know see like another human being who they haven't seen all the time maybe they're like even more eager to have some kind of connection than perhaps they were before the pandemic um yeah so i was i was i wanted to ask about um so you you have a you've experienced like kind of a lot of difficult moments in your life. You talked about kind of your father passing. We're in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, with these experiences, you've also talked about like these beautiful things that have come out of them. And obviously this is not to say that, you know, like everything bad happens for a reason. And like all (laughs) these bad things are good, but um, (laughs) I'm not saying that, but do you feel that we can, learn from hardship we can come to some kind of peace we can we can see it in a new way and how are you how are you able to kind of um I don't know find not necessarily find something positive but how are you able to kind of um come to peace with it and maybe learn something from it
1: yeah so I think um as like years have gone on I've realized that I I I've stemmed away from the sort of idea that like this happened to me Mm. and I've embraced that it happened for me. I think changing that perspective has been huge. Um, but I just lost my train of thought. Um, sorry. I had a really good thought there.
0: Take your time. I'm (laughs) I'm not going at where I'm, I'm quarantined, so I will not be going anywhere. (laughs) Perfect. Um, To me, you talked about things, you had the idea, like before you thought of things happening to you, and now you think of them happening for you.
1: Yes, so I, for for a good chunk of, you know, after my father passed, for a good chunk of time, it was like, it was my story, it was my thing that I like told people, almost Mm. sometimes in a victimizing way of like, this happened to me feel sorry for me or this happened to me like let's see what I can get um out like get from telling this person you know that sympathy um from somebody you know I I for college admissions even like I use that as um like my hardship story and Mm -hmm. it it kind of became this thing of like this thing that I like wore a badge of honor with of like Mm -hmm. this is what happened and This is why you should think like this about me or feel sorry for me or whatever it is. And Mm. eventually, you know, again, like through through therapy, through kind of like being tired of being in that mindset, because that mindset limits you, um, you know, putting yourself in that victim role uh, like it feels good in the sense that like you because you're the victim, like you aren't responsible for what's happening to you when you're in that mentality. Right. Like, um, Oh, this happened to me, or why is this all happening to me? Like you're not taking accountability for what's happening to you. Right. Like obviously what my dad did was not my fault. I, um, you know, it did happen and I had no control over it, but like your, my response to it was completely in within my control. And once I took that angle, Um, it's, it's actually really empowering. And then you realize how limiting, like victimizing yourself can be. So like, obviously it's easier said than done. And it took me probably over 10 years to realize Mm -hmm. that that's kind of what my angle was for so long. Um, and sorry. Um, so once I, once I made that shift, um, it it just changed everything completely. And I, um, I think you know stories are important to tell. Obviously, what happened to me like shifted who I am. I, I think with without that having happened, I don't know if I would have like awakened. And I, obviously, I'm still awakening. I'm not saying like oh I've made it, yeah. um, but I don't know if that if I would um, be where I am today. So I definitely mm-hmm. give it give it the credit that it deserves, um, as far mm. as that experience shaping me. Um, but I think it's kind of a fine line of like, this happened to me, this is who I am. And like focusing your whole identity around this trauma mm. that you've had yeah. versus being like, this happened to me, but I am in control and this is what I'm doing with my life now. This is what I've learned. And like using it as an empowerment moment. Um, and I, you know, some of the, some of the most inspiring people have had the craziest stuff happen in their lives. They've, you know, Mm. homeless, um, like I think of like the singer Jewel, (laughs) super dated Mm. reference, but like she was homeless and like lived out of her car and like all this stuff and then eventually became extremely successful. And I think that there's so much power in, um, having been through something traumatic, um, and, and, you know, something traumatic is different for everybody. Like my father passing, you know, was something in my life that, um, is unique to me. And it doesn't mean that it's worse or better than something else that's happened to somebody else. You know, I think, Mm -hmm. every you know, things carry weight differently for everybody. Um, but for me, it was definitely, um, you know, uh, it was a defining moment for me, but I guess I I don't make it into the thing that it used to be, which was like almost controlling my life in a way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is kind of like before you talked about kind of when you were talking to people at the coffee shop, you you gave them an invitation to open up to you, and I think mm-hmm. whenever a hardship happens to you, it's kind of in like this big. Thing that disrupts your life and it's an invitation to kind of re-examine things. It's an invitation to awaken, but it, it's only that if you choose to kind of step into it. Right. Um, and yeah, it looks different for everyone. Um, I think what you said about identifying and and stories are so important because a lot of the times we do, you know, get stuck telling ourselves this story about this is who I am. This is the way my life has to be. And then it just becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that really mm-hmm. wasn't reality, but then starts to define your reality. So I think um, what you said about kind of realizing what you can control and what you don't can't control and, and having a sense of agency, being like, okay, this is something that happened. Uh, it doesn't have to be who I am. And I can choose to go about the world in the way I can choose to accept it and then go about the world in the way that that makes sense to me. Um, so I, I think that what you said is, is extremely powerful. Um, thank you. So I, I, I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you shared a lot of beautiful stories today. And I think, um, I think that you know, it's I loved everything that we talked about with storytelling. And at this point, I think we've gone on this wonderful emotional journey there have been ups and downs There have been all all over the place um so at this point I wanted to ask you Molly is is there anything else that you'd like to share with um with our listeners today anything else that I don't know you you have on your mind that you want to impart
1: um so yeah with everything that we've talked about today uh something that I've that has been you know more recently in my focus is this idea that you know, it, uh, everyone says like, we're all on our own journey. Everybody's on their mm. own journey. But really acknowledging that those around you um, are, you know, they're in their own experience and we don't have any control over what our loved ones, our friends, you know, the stranger next to us. We don't have any control over how they perceive the world. And I think it's important, like in talking about awakening, and and I feel like more and more people are opening themselves up to this idea of, like, uh, improving their consciousness and awakening and all of that. But taking the ego out of it, um, it's something Mm -hmm. I'm still working on. And um, just understanding that you can't show anyone what, what you perceive, right? Like, I've been through what I've been through. I'm at where I'm at right now. And like meeting people where they're at is so important. Um, and not judging someone just because they're not where you think they should be. Um, mm-hmm. and, and having, again, having faith, trusting that, um, if you're frustrated with somebody, if you don't understand, like, why can't they see that they're harming themselves or why can't they see like their life would be so much better if they just realized this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think with like with everything we've been talking about today, just um, giving yourself grace and giving others grace in those moments of uh, feeling like, you know, I'm awakening. Why isn't this person awakening? Um, and and just like letting letting everybody else discover things how they need to discover things. And like I said, it took me. Um, a long time like over 10 years after my dad passing to even like open myself up to therapy to even open myself mm. up like to become more spiritual and there is no um there's no end game right there's no like oh I'm awakened like I guess you could say nirvana mm. you could argue that that kind of level of consciousness would be like the end all but just having the mindset of um there's always something to learn there's always room to grow and you are responsible for your growth, not anyone else's. Um, I think that's, that's something that, like I said, that I've just really been focusing on, um, in my own life as I've, as I've started this awakening process. Um, cause you, it can be super frustrating. Mm. Like when those around you seem like yeah. are doing certain things where you're like, that's not benefiting you. Um, especially when you see in them part of yourself i think that's where it's difficult yeah. too you're like oh i've like i know that i've i've struggled with that too and i can kind of understand where this person's at and why don't they mm-hmm. just like also realize it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah keeping keeping that ego at bay can be very difficult <laughs>
0: I, I think that's beautiful. And honestly, I think that is so important in these really divided times that we're living yeah. in where it really is. All, everyone's egos are just getting in the way and people aren't listening to each other. They're just, you know, waiting to talk. And yep. I I love what you said about kind of meeting people where they are and, and bring this openness because I think that's really, you know, the only way we're going to be able to truly connect with each other. So Thank, thank you for sharing that. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I, I really wanted to thank you, Molly, because um, I, I really appreciate how you opened up today. I think it meant a lot to me. I'm sure it meant a lot to everyone listening. I think that, um, you know, we just talked about opening up. It's only through <laughs> opening up that we can really connect with each other, connect with ourselves, connect with nature and the world around us. So thank you. Truly thank you so much for for opening it up it It really meant a lot
1: you're welcome and thank you for allowing this platform and inviting me um to this it's It's really awesome I love podcasts. this is definitely something that's one of those like smaller goals on my on my list so I can check that off
0: <laughs> yeah and, well
1: yeah
0: <laughs> well when you have your podcast you let me know so, yeah.
1: <laughs> I will yeah my podcast my book all that
0: <laughs> I'm, it, it, will, it will all manifest I, I believe, absolutely I believe. <laughs> well thank you so much for being here today Molly I have to say it it truly made my day so thank you
1: oh you're welcome
0: <laughs> well I will I'll see you on the other side
1: all right bye Misha take care
0: bye <laughs> just spoke with Molly Powell she said a lot of very beautiful and meaningful things and I wanted to take a moment to kind of take a step back and reflect on some of those and also I'm sure many of you will want to to learn more about her and to to find where you can get in touch with her so of course I wanted to share that information as well Um, so we heard about how the death of her father moved her to seek a deeper meaning and understanding she always had a sense that there was something greater but this dark moment showed her the sense of urgency in this search and i think now this is something that we can truly all relate to in the middle of this pandemic where we're all grappling with things Um, again this is not to say that everything bad is really an opportunity of course some things are really just truly difficult Um, but in those moments sometimes it is an invitation to look inward and if we do that we can we can open up in a new way so molly was able to find a beautiful new awakening through this dark experience she also had a journey to come into peace with herself uh, and start to appreciate her natural nurturing qualities initially when she was younger she wasn't necessarily feeling great about always being the quote mom in her group of friends. But through time, she she started to see the, the beauty and the virtue and this aspect of herself. And in doing so, she came into kind of a deeper peace and happiness and allowed herself to share this light with the world in a new way. And we can we can see that with her massage and also the kind of the, the wonderful conversation that, that we had today. And also another thing that she she said that I think is very important, she talked about finding connection in simple moments. You don't necessarily need to be a Reiki master to be able to kind of have have a beautiful exchange of energy and and meaning. You can have it even in simple moments like a, a short conversation in a local cafe. So even just being more aware of the energy that we bring into different spaces and how it affects us and the people and the environment and the world around us, that can that can be a very powerful thing that has an impact that we don't even necessarily know about. And also just understanding that all the people that we come in into contact with, everyone is seeing things from kind of a different perspective Molly talked about taking the ego out of our interactions and taking a step back and kind of just coming to each interaction each moment with presence and um and seeing how we can connect so i really enjoyed con- our conversation and all of the beautiful things that we explored and we discussed um I wanted to also give you um, some more information on how you can learn more about Molly and get in touch with her. So you can find her on Instagram at mollify, which is M-O-L-L-I-F-Y underscore mind body. So mollify underscore mind body, and of course, this information will also be in the podcast description, uh, so you don't have you don't have to hunt for it. Uh, You can also find her on YouTube by searching Mollify, again, M-O-L-L-I-F-Y, Mollify Mind Body. So on YouTube, Mollify Mind Body, and her website is www.MollifyMindBody.com. And you can get in touch with her either through her website, there's a way to get in contact with her there, or you can send her an email at molly at MollifyMindBody.com. Um, well, I had a wonderful time speaking with Molly today. Um, I hope you found it valuable for you. I hope um, maybe you were able to connect with it. Maybe it opened something up for you. Uh, again, um, she is um, w- happy to get in touch, to speak with people. Um, and I hope that you are, your dreams start to, to start to awaken. Um, so with that, I will see you in two weeks. Take care.